welcome to the Granny Shores Podcast. I'm Hunter, I'm here with my co-host, Higher Being. Hello. Hello. Alright, uh, together we make up Granny Shores. Uh, give you a little backstory on us, we're not going to go too deep into it, but, you know, before we get into the thick of the podcast anyways, we ended up meeting back on PlayStation, actually, we had a common friend, his name at the time was Savage, um, he had hosted these parties on PlayStation 4. Um, we were both kind of always in them and hanging out, you know, and uh, ended up being introduced to each other that way. And we ended up clicking better than, you know, either of us did with Savage. So it, due to personal reasons, he ended up disappearing for a little bit. Uh, you know, that sounds a little ominous, but kind of what happened. And uh, we kind of continued to improve our friendship and start a community. And that's kind of how Granny Shore started anyways. Um, we wanted to create a community. You know, we knew we wanted to. We weren't really sure what to name it. And uh, we were playing a game of GTA one day, and uh, I, being here, ended up misspeaking and saying Grandy Shores instead of Sandy Shores in GTA 5, and we got a good laugh out of it and whatnot, and then, you know, decided that that was perfect name. So, that's just a little bit about us. Uh, now let's go ahead and get into the main topic of today's episode, uh, mental health. Now, being the both of a struggle and have struggled with mental health and you know a lot of people around the world do um we definitely have our own views and opinion opinions on the subject itself we've had our own struggles we've known different people things like that uh going straight into it i'm gonna hit it with a deep topic we're gonna go straight into depression now depression is a is a very tough topic for a lot of people to talk about now we're going to try to stick away from the whole uh you know self-harm and things like that and kind of go more towards the upper layer of it um we're going to kind of go over some some causes of depression basically and then ways that we know how to help people bring themselves up from that so starting off uh good Probably one of the biggest causes of depression is social media. Uh, I feel like social media plays a huge part in people's depression, anxiety. You know, it, it kind of gives them a false self-image of themselves, you know, especially the ones that are kind of big, they get a false self-image, you know. Um, these people on here, the, the bodybuilders, the models, things like that. And, and, you know, people like me, which obviously no one watching knows what I look like, but people like me. Um, you know, I look at people like that and I'm like, damn, like, I kind of wish I could look like that, you know? And, uh, it gives you a bad self-image, uh, as well as people that are on social media, you know, boasting about their Lambos and all this type of stuff. It kind of helps, uh, helps bring you down, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that plays, like, a big, a big part into, like, mental health, especially in young girls. I know that's a big problem, and Instagram has taken away likes and stuff like that to try to work away, like as a way to solve that but it's still like just the the mental image of it as like oh this this girl is so fit and like she looks really good they can't have that and it really affects them over time and stuff like that yeah no i completely agree and the thing about social media you know it's 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 such a broad topic you know social media itself because there is so many different social medias out there mm-hmm um, you know, for example, you got like TikTok, where you got TikTok people. It used to be a dancing app. I mean, let's be honest, it used to be for dancing, and a lot of people nowadays kind of use it to flaunt their bodies and things like that. You know, um, exclusive content, things like that. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of even like girls, you know, they'll go on there and they'll see another girl that not not to put it this way, but looks better than them. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I feel like a lot of confidence 
is dropped from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it takes away from like their self-image and what they like. They're like, oh, I want that, but they don't have that, so it affects them negatively towards those things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and then you have things like even you know, it's social media is the topic. So I mean, even like Reddit. You know, there's a lot of Reddit subreddits out there. I guess it would be that uh, it just are literally meant for putting people down. And I feel like the people that they're putting down, when they see that, is probably one of the biggest. And and you, and you, I mean, you have like cyberbullying and things like that. But the people when they see things like that, they it's probably one of the biggest mental health drops that you'll ever see in a person. Yeah, and like even like back in like 2009 like 2012 even like twitter was a big contributor into that and then now i mean i feel like twitter be, like being on twitter and seeing that i feel like it's cleaned up a little bit and it's more in youtube comments out of all things like i see a lot like mm-hmm. bullying and cyberbullying and all of that in youtube comments and it's it's quite interesting that like it's moved on from a platform where you can say anything you want to a platform where you kind of can't, kind of can. Uh, it's just interesting because, right. I mean, all those people that were getting bullied on Twitter are now getting bullied in YouTube comments out of all things. It's just interesting. Right, and, yeah, and, and there's always going to be someone to bring you down. You know, everyone everyone has that person that they see on a day-to-day basis, and it's like, God, you know, I wish I didn't have to see that person, be it a coworker, be it a sibling, whatever, you know, they bring you down. Yeah. And it, it's hard for people that are being brought down and that are already struggling with you know underlying things to come back up from that i agree i think that i mean i know there's a lot of people like where i personally work where they all have a negative attitude towards like the business the people that come in stuff like that like and it really like starts Mm -hmm. to take a toll over time yeah no i agree and uh you know a lot of the social media as well has to go in with peers, you know, and like you're mentioning, like coworkers and things like that. That kind of involves peers as well. But there's a lot of a lot of your peers, you know, the people closest to you that may have mental health issues, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that that you don't even know because it's real people that actually suffer with that. Don't reach help unless they're right there at the edge, you know. And uh, you got people out there that are always just faking it, you know, and um, especially like. A younger youth is is dealing with it a lot because they're. I mean, granted, they're confused, you know, but it, it shouldn't be made cool for people to be depressed. You know, people with real mental health issues, it shouldn't be a cool thing for them to have that. Yeah, like sharing a personal experience. I mean, like sitting down in high school and the kid next to me is like, "Yo, like I'm so depressed," and you're like, "Okay, but like I, I at the time I was actually depressed. I'm like, yo, like you." If you were actually depressed, you wouldn't be like, yo, I'm depressed, because, like, you're doing it for clout and, like, to look cool and stuff like that. And it's such a strange, like, concept now that in schools, depression and anxiety and all these, like, mental illnesses are are clouded and you're seen cool for having them. It's just, like, such a weird, weird thing. I don't know how to explain it. It's just strange. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, the, the depressed people, the people actually struggling with these things are generally the people that, like, 
don't show it. You know, they'll have that mask on it. And, you know, we all have that mask. Everyone has it, whether you struggle with stuff or not. You have a mask. Or everyone does. But you see past that mask and you'll see the real person and it's just it's it's kind of shocking to look at you know Mm -hmm. it's definitely not like a cool thing or like something to be popularized for and stuff like that yeah exactly you know a lot of people they'll they'll say it for attention and attention is definitely something that and who knows you know maybe these people do have it and that's their only way to cope with it but there's so many people that are actually struggling that need the attention that don't get it. You know, there's people that it, they'll be out there and they'll make a serious post about it, and uh, everyone will put it down because they're like, "Oh, you're you're not depressed." You know, how, how are you going to tell me what I don't? You know, what I don't have things like that. So yeah, I, I agree. I think it's kind of messed up because I wish there was just more ways to bring light to the situation and help people. Because I personally, I have been able to cure my depression. And, I mean, it's it's a struggle path, but, I mean, it can definitely be done with some type of, some resource, but. Right. Well, and the thing is, like, there's a lot of ways to do it, and there's ways to the people that are struggling with this should look for, you know what I mean? And if you really want help, if you actually are struggling with some sort of mental health issue, you have to go out and get it yourself. You know, all this change starts with yourself. I agree. I feel like you have to put that foot forward, even though the hardest part being depressed is when you're depressed, you have the lack of motivation, you don't want to go out and do anything, but that's literally the first step is just doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. And another thing about peers, you know, it kind of falls into social classes as well. You know, you got the popular kids and then the kids that feel bad because they're not popular and that'll affect them, you know, long term as well. I agree. I mean, I can't really say much because I was more of on the popular side, but I, I mean, I still went through it. I went through it kind of later in my high school years, but I mean, I still, like, I get, I went through the struggle. I know what it's like. I couldn't imagine going mm-hmm. through it longer and a lot longer than I had because it was rough. Yeah, no, and uh, like I said, I was a popular loner because I was, you know, I was struggling and uh, I, did, I was popular. Everyone kind of knew me, but I didn't really want to be around anybody you know and that comes from social anxiety and i guess lack of trust you know i have a hard time trusting people which is kind of a mental health issue too but you know i feel like you know and a lot of a lot of mental health issues nowadays as well with going into a recession and whatnot come with money you know a lot of jobs aren't aren't paying what they need to or a lot of people aren't even working because they're getting paid more unemployed and it's hard to it's hard to justify being anxious depressed whatever for because of money you know what i mean um there's mm-hmm. there's always a way to get more you know what i mean yeah i totally agree um i feel like but um sorry god well i was just gonna say you know on the other hand you know me myself i struggle with money um and it's hard to bring myself up to uh, you know good spirits when bills are coming around and i don't got no money you know what i mean so i completely agree you know my my family's never really had money never really had money in my entire bloodline so for as long as i can remember we've always struggled you know what i mean so yeah i feel like money is like a really big contributor because i mean having that stress and worrying about making sure those bills get paid on time 
causes a lot of issues. And like the second that bill's not paid on time, there there goes your credit score. You know what I mean? Like then you really mm-hmm. are like, oh no, I'm, I'm gonna be <clears throat> renting for the rest of my life. Like my credit's going down. I still can't pay it. Stuff like that. Like that really plays a big toll on your mental. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think it affects people. I mean, it affects everybody, you know, especially right now with the economic climate of the world. But it, it affects people that are fresh out of high school, you know, fresh out of college, whatever, just brand new into the real world type of thing, you know, because we don't really get taught that type of stuff, you know, how to manage money and things like that. Or well, at least in my area, you know, I'm sure there's some places in the U.S. that do. But uh, at least in my area, we don't. And so I, I, I know that coming straight out of high school and going to work and going straight into the real world, it's it's definitely a big change. And uh, it's something to be expected. It's something that we should know going into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like there should be more like tools and resources, especially being that younger, younger age, not knowing, having that experience. I feel like it could be an opportunity, if anything to be taught those skills, be taught how to do taxes in high school instead of mm-hmm. the stuff that we're being taught in high school that has real no life, act, like, actual application, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, it's, I don't feel like it's too much to ask, you know, even if it's just teaching us how to file taxes, you know, and me personally, I filed my dad's taxes for him, um, started when I was, like, 15, something like that, so... I'm, I kind of got used to how to do that, so I'm I'm alright with doing that on my own. You know, I, I can handle all that. And sure, there are places that do that for you, but I feel like money money is a big struggle with people just fresh to being adults. You know what I mean? Fresh to getting into the real world because they don't have the jobs they need to, to be be able to live in the real world yet. You know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Especially like right now. I mean, with inflation and everything. I couldn't imagine coming straight out of high school right now, like, going into that first job, having, say you buy an apartment, like, just struggling to get hours, not even just the money, like, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Because everyone's trying to get more hours over time to counteract the inflation, and, like, it plays a big toll, especially in big companies, like, it affects it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, everyone has has their thing. Everyone has their thing they're good at and the thing they're bad at, that type of stuff. But if you're good at something, don't do it for free. That's all I really got to say about the whole money topic. You know, I've found my skills. I'm not doing it for free, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's like a life lesson right there. Get paid for your skills, not for your time. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I'd like to move on from money now, uh, move on to music. Um, I, I have a couple of different, uh, I guess, views on music, because I feel like uh, music plays a big role in my life, personally. I, I love music, and uh, I feel like the music I listen to really represents my general attitude of the day, you know, going into the day, the listen, music I listen to in the morning, if I listen to sad music, I'm probably not to be too happy that day, you know what I mean? And let stuff get to me a little more. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like music plays a big role in not only helping your mental ang- or mental health, but it, degrading it. Yeah, I mean, so music for me is it's kind of difficult because I so I like this one artist, and he has like three 
thousand unreleased songs. So I love to like put my playlist, even though I pay for Spotify Premium, I like to put my playlist on uh, shuffle and then just let it play whatever. But it's gotten to the point where like he he has a lot of sad songs and he has like a lot of hype songs and like when I'm at work I need like the hype songs and I can't like filter that out because they're all unreleased. So it's someone compiled a. Um, like a thing and I don't want to have to take the time to go through all the songs and stuff um so I started listening to podcasts and I mean I feel so much better throughout the day like there's no sad music like bringing me down especially like early morning like that that's really like what you consume especially in music the biggest time yeah especially in music what you consume in the morning plays a lot into like your how you'll feel throughout the day I feel like the better music you play and or like if you listen to music in general as long as it's more upbeat at the beginning of the day you'll feel better and at night i completely agree yeah i feel like um you know i feel like if i wake up in the morning i listen uh, who you're talking about um if i listen to him and uh it, it's not anything upbeat it, i'm definitely gonna have a different outlook on the day you know um, but if I pull wake up in the morning, and as, as far as you go podcast as well, um, I'd like to throw this in there as well. Instead of listening to music, um, my girlfriend actually started listening to podcasts more. And I think it, I've noticed a, a big attitude change as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it plays a massive, massive role. It does. It does. And there's a lot of motivational podcasts out there. You know, a lot of, a lot of podcasts just to, like, gets you going you know a lot of uh who's what's that what's that guy's name tony robbins tony robbins is that his name uh, i think so i think i think it's tony robbins i don't know but i know he does i think it's tony robbins but there's a lot of motivational podcasts and it basically telling you know like you're the man you know just shit like that like getting you ready for the day getting you ready to be the best you you know and i feel like music and podcasts kind of correlate just because it's something you're listening to you know auditory relief really and it, it just depends on what you're listening to and how you perceive the lyrics that are coming at you yeah i totally agree um do you want to move on to the next topic or do you want to continue on this i feel like we've kind of covered this pretty good yeah yeah we, we can go on to weather um I, I feel like weather plays a big role in it not not necessarily depression. I mean, I feel like it could play a pretty big role in depression, I guess, but I feel like it plays a little bigger role in anxiety, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, like uh, like I was telling you not too long ago, um, I had lived in Washington, and anyone that listens if from Washington uh, kind of know what I'm talking about, but I was there for almost a year, and it rained daily, a lot daily. And uh, I, I just couldn't. It couldn't go outside, you know. Your your body needs that that light, that fresh air. You know what I mean. And uh, I couldn't get any of that. It was just constant rain. I, I got I lost probably thirty pounds. Um, and it, it it's not good on your mental health, and it's not good on your physical health to be in a place that's always gloomy. You know, and if it's too hot, even you you can't go outside. I mean, you can, but you're gonna sweat, get sunburned, whatever. You know, I I personally I live in a desert, so. We get sunburned, you know, pretty bad. Um, it's usually a well over a hundred. It's it's hot, so it's hard to go outside, and and that plays a huge role in mental health as well. Yeah, 
I, uh, where I live, it's kind of humid, so, like, you go outside, and, like, your, your clothes feel like they're sopping wet, and I don't know, I personally, I cannot stand that feeling, um, I know a lot of other people can't, too, but I feel like weather play, I, I do agree, I feel like weather does play into anxiety, because one of the best ways you can counteract anxiety, which is kind of, like, it seems counterintuitive, because, uh, you you don't want to go out. You don't want to go into big crowds. You don't want to do that stuff. But if you do that stuff, it actually will help for the next time you go there. You're like, oh well, I did this last time. I can do that now. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But it being rainy, a lot of people don't go out. It makes it a lot harder because you can you're like, oh well, I want to stay inside, and then your anxiety starts to build up even more. Like you're not going out and exploring, improving mentally, physically, stuff like that. Well, and kind of, I guess, kind of moving back to social media, but not really. Um, it, it's in the weather and social media, kind of. But you know, with COVID being so fresh as it is, you know, it's always in the news and whatnot. But people are scared, you know, and that brings anxiety as well. You know, you you couldn't go outside for about two years. I don't know how it was over there, but over here, you know, we we could not go outside, and that gets you anxious. You know, you have to be outside a human has to be outside that's just kind of how it is they have to have that the sunlight the fresh air the feeling of freedom i guess i agree i feel like covid paid a big played a big role in everyone's mental health because being being locked up inside for a while like that your body's i mean we were on this earth in like outside you know what i mean like we need to be outside, and I feel like COVID really kind of shut everyone down and made them anxious, made them afraid to go out, you know what I mean? And that plays a huge role in your mental health over time, especially, not just in the short term. Like, we were told that we were going to be shut down for two weeks, and we ended up being shut down for how, how long now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but that, yeah. that definitely plays, like, a massive, massive role in mental health. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, like you're saying, you know, we were told we were going to be shut down a week and a half, I believe. And uh, that was in my junior year of high school. And now, what is it, two years past now? Something like that. that. And uh, we're just now getting ready to open back up. Like, and it's crazy because a lot of people, you know, they didn't even believe COVID existed. And it's it's just nuts. You know, there's so, there was so much going on at the time. It, it definitely played a toll on my mental health. I know that. Yeah, and all the like the misunderstanding information from this source and this source. No one really like truly knew what was happening, so everyone was terrified because they were like, "Well, it can kill me if I get it. I don't know how it works, and I don't know how to save myself." And that also plays a big role because when you get it you're just sitting there anxious because you're like oh my god i have it so many people have died i'm gonna die from this you know what i mean and that play that like that really can mess you up just thinking about that like that can cause anxiety attacks because you're like well what if i go to bed and i don't wake up you know what i mean well a lot of people i feel like could also get a form of ptsd from it you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm uh, and with that, you know, I would also kind of kind of like to talk about, you know, being that it's the topics kind of staying inside and away from people and being afraid to go near people. I'd like to talk about social anxiety. 
um, you know, I had kind of told you the story a little bit ago as well. Um, but I was at a local grocery store and we were shopping. I don't know what we're buying, but that's not important. But we were walking around, and uh, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going through the checkout. I, I have to go through self checkout, and uh, it was packed. There's probably 30 people in there, and um, so what I did, I, I decided to go to the other side of the store, and uh, you know, breathe. I was kind of having a panic attack a little bit because I was like, there's so many fucking people, you know. I was freaking out, dude. And uh, uh, yeah, so I walked around for a little while until it cleared out, and uh, I could check out alone. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. I I work in a like a big company, and we have probably like five hundred people. And, like, you always have people that are like, hey, like, where can I find this? Where can I find that? Because I work in a store. So having so really bad social anxiety and being that I have to work every single day around all these people, I mean, 500-plus people in one building. Granted, it's a big building, but that can be, like, that can really affect your social anxiety. And I, even though I'm an associate, I refuse to go to anything but self-checkout. Um, just, I just from working every single day you tense up and you're really anxious about it you go home and it's you can finally relax and you, I feel like people that don't have that social anxiety like when they relax they're like oh this is nice and when you get home and relax after like being anxious all day it's just it's like a feeling of relaxation like no other like it's it definitely messes with your yeah. mental health yeah, and it's 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 like a, a safe house almost. You know, you get home and you feel like you're you can actually be yourself. You know, and that kind of goes back, I guess, kind of to peers. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people can't really be who they are. You know what I mean? Just because the fear of being judged or being treated like you're lesser because of who you are. You know, and I I I feel that a lot. I change who I am based on who I'm around, kind of sometimes, and. That's just kind of part of it, you know. People with social anxiety as well can kind of agree with me here that you you don't want to disappoint and you don't want to make yourself the center of attention and you kind of have to walk this thin line of being there and not at the same time and it's it's not a good time. I agree. And you actually, you, you did kind of say something and it made me, like, think that that's actually, like, a perfect thing to bring up. So... Even being home in a what would be a safe spot for some people with anxiety, like just being around people in general can be anxious for people where like they're in a bad situation at home or stuff like that and they don't have like a safe space. Like when I was super young, I lived in a house and my parents had to walk through my room. So I wasn't able to shut my door, stuff like that. Like I, cause they had to walk through it to get to their room. Um, so I never had like my own personal space where I can close the door and just be alone. You know what I mean? Like it was always foot traffic or the door had to be open. My sister could walk across the hall and be like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? And it was nice cause like you had the social aspect of it. But at the same time, like I never got that full true alone time. You know what I mean? And that even for people who are in a struggling home and they don't have the ability to shut their door and be alone like that really does not help anxiety that plays a huge huge role in mental health that's it's a lot I, I completely agree yeah and even even like when we when we had first uh, been introduced to each other and met um and I, before i got my own place you know uh, 
like you you kind of noticed it as well and i'd mentioned it a couple times but i'm not allowed to close my door there you know at my old house i wasn't allowed to close my door and so i had to talk real quiet i had to make sure that you and you know the other people were playing with could hear me but i could also had to make sure that my parents couldn't so i didn't wake them up and get yelled at and it was a real anxious build up you know every night every time that i was on every time that i was in my room i, I couldn't even answer a phone without being bombarded with questions you know yeah i agree i mean not having like that your own confinement where it's just you and you can feel safe and be able to have your own time like you have the bathroom but like there's parents that are like hey like you're taking too long in the bathroom you've been there five minutes you know what i mean like you need that time to yourself even more than a five minute bathroom trip like stuff like that like you need your own time to be alone and recharge your social battery stuff like that like just to relax yeah and even if it's not alone you know like right now my quote-unquote alone time i spend with my girlfriend you know and it, it that kind of falls into the, like everyone has their comfort person comfort pillow comfort whatever you know they have their object that anytime you see them it instantly brings you this sense of relief you know and um animals that's kind of where i'm at yeah animals i mean anything you know anything um i i have a buddy of mine that uh he's got a comfort knife and it's kind of a weird thing but it, it brings him that sense of relief when he's around it so you know yeah i feel like animals do play like a big part in that too because like i actually have i've thought about having my dog like even my family has thought about having my dog registered as a um like a, a health animal not because we need like one of us is blind or anything like that but because like it's such a relief like my sister will bring uh the dog into the store and I'll go over to the dog and I'll pet her and like all of a sudden I'm relaxed like I feel safe again because like I have that little bit from home with me and I can feel safe and I'm distracted and I'll say hi to the dog stuff like that 10 minutes 5 minutes and I'll go back to work and the anxiety builds back up again unfortunately but it's animals play a big role in it too they can definitely help you out a lot oh 100% yeah and, and that's kind of one of the biggest things because like they don't know you know like I'll, I'll let my dog I have my routine you know I get home from work I'll let my dogs out and I feed them if it's not nasty out you know like I said I live in a desert so when we get rain we get rain but uh if it's not nasty out I'll go out and play with them and it's, it's just like a it, it's nice to see such a not not dumb but not exactly a smart being you know what i mean i mean they're pretty smart but it's nice to see such a clueless i guess is a word i'm looking for there but it's a clueless being yeah just living the life like you know someone who can just be chill in every situation and not have to be like oh blah blah blah, blah. and you'd be like oh well i can't hang out with you because i'm anxious you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, I let them in, I feed them whatever. But I feel bad because we do have them in a kennel right now because we're working on our yard. Um, but I don't know. I feel like everyone should have an animal. You know, I'm allergic to cats, and I got a cat. If you're allergic to an animal, it's not severe. Get an animal. It's not. It's probably one of the biggest roles 
that an animal can play is your guidance, your your comfort zone. Mm, I agree. Uh, I'm move on here. Uh, we were on weather and ended up talking about animals somehow, but now we're going to go to food. I feel like food plays a pretty big role in depression, anxiety. Um, you know, you get depressed. And for me personally, I didn't gain weight. I lost weight, but that still has to do with food because I wasn't eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was barely doing anything, you know. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the more food you eat the more it can cause depression because you start to gain weight you start to see these other people that are making fun of you for gaining weight it's just kind of an endless cycle i can see that yeah um i also feel like the food itself plays a big role because you have like all these foods that you're putting into your body and there's all these terrible chemicals and all of that affects you and it makes it so that what you what you're putting out and putting through your body isn't necessarily good whereas like eating fruits and vegetables and healthier foods instead of like your typical pizza bites or hot pockets stuff like that like um frozen ready to eat pizzas stuff like that you know what i mean like that plays a big role because what i feel like what you consume is what you are you know what i mean so the more bad stuff you consume the worse you're gonna feel the more you're gonna play into that depression and anxiety whereas the the clearer you eat and the better you eat the better you will feel and you'll be able to work on yourself and you'll have the energy you'll have the drive you'll be able to get out of that bad mental spot yeah no i agree and um the the other thing there kind of like you were mentioning but the food food itself plays a big role you are correct there um i feel like a lot of people will go through that stage where they have that food that they're constantly eating because they're sad and then they get more sad because they're eating that food you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like I feel like a lot of people just kind of contradict themselves when it comes to food affecting their mental health because they'll be sad about the fact that they're eating but they'll eat because they're sad Mm -hmm. that's like a coping mechanism Uh, personally I'll share my experience with this when I was depressed Uh, I would come home and I kind of used video games as a coping method with my depression that way I was distracted um which is still terrible and not a good idea you definitely should work on it and and or seek help and try to find a way to counteract your depression but I would come home from work I would throw pizza bites in the in the uh in the microwave because it takes like five minutes if that uh start on my computer go out there grab it come back sit down eat it play my game and that all the chemicals in it and all the bad stuff in it just is not good for you and it plays a big role in your mental health over time like eating the same thing all the bad chemicals in it affect you it just makes it not a good cycle yeah i agree i agree um i'm gonna move on here i'm gonna kind of steer away from our topics you know that we're trying to stay on and uh i'm gonna go ahead and bring up um I guess I guess I'll bring up. Uh, I kind of went over that. I'll, I'll bring up TV. I feel like TV shows play a big role in depression as well. You know, I feel like you get so into a TV show. I, I don't know about you, but me personally, I'll get into a TV show so much that 
if someone dies, if something happens, you know, I feel like that kind of hits me than it would normally. You know what I mean? It, it hits me harder than if I were to see that person and not have been in that TV show into it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people try to relate themselves to people in television and media and uh, movies and things like that. Um, as sort of like a role model, like a character they, they base themselves off of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... I feel like... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of people, especially like younger people nowadays, they'll see someone being real cool. You know, some... Uh, who's an actor that's in action movies? Um... I don't even know, like, Ryan Reynolds, for example, he's in Deadpool, I guess, and, uh, uh, I see a lot of kids that'll try to be, like, a superhero, they'll do that role-play stuff, and they'll kind of make that a form of their personality, and I feel like if that person's struggling, they themselves will struggle because they are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I feel like TV also, like, plays a big part in mental health, because on one side, you are engaged and you're having that extra like you're sitting on your couch and you're having that extra like stimulation but at the same time like it's not true genuine being out talking to people stimulation it's you're being force fed these crazy things like moon sand and random like little kids things stuff like that and you're watching a cartoon show say you're watching a cartoon show but it has like underlying things that you don't understand but like maybe your parents do stuff like that like that can affect you because you don't understand it and it right. I don't know how to explain it it's yeah <laughs> I know what you're trying to say yeah like uh it can it can affect you by not understanding it not only the feeling of being left out you know with your parents understanding it and you don't and then they won't obviously won't tell you because you don't understand it um, I feel like that feeling of being left out plays a big role as well, especially in, you know, developing youth because they're trying to figure themselves out and their role models themselves aren't helping. I agree. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on from uh, TV and uh, movies if you, unless you got anything else you'd like to throw in there. Uh, no, I'm all set. Awesome. <clears throat> Sorry, it's uh, like I said, I live in the desert and it's dry. Uh, our next topic here, we're gonna go over underage gaming. Now that's kind of a, a weird title for it, I guess you could say. But uh, basically, what I mean by that is these these kids that are getting into games with grown grown men, grown women, grown people that have a full understanding, or even these kids that are playing these violent games, you know, or you know, kids can play Minecraft, things like that. They have their own games, but a lot of times, me personally, when I was a kid, I played Assassin's Creed way before I should have. Um, there's a lot of violent games out there that I think really can affect the mental health and mental stability of our youth. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I feel like even if it's not short term, it could affect them long term. Like, playing GTA at six years old, like, that can definitely affect you mentally, because, like, as a kid, you, I mean, we don't know the true changes that'll happen, but that, I feel like it definitely could at some point, like, 
you grow up shooting people, then you're like, oh, well, I did it as a kid. And, like, mentally that can mess with you and rewire your brain to where you're like, oh, well, I'll just do it as, as an adult in real life. You know what I mean? I feel like, mm-hmm. like playing GTA at well, 13 years old and it, you're technically underage, I feel like that, especially being so young, plays a big effect. Yeah, no, and I feel like I feel like a lot of kids that get introduced to shooting first person shooters, things like that, even GTA, like you're saying, they usually get introduced to it that young because of their parents not really caring. And with their parents not really caring or not even if it's not not, not caring, if it's just a lack of knowledge, with that in mind, it, how does that reflect on them beforehand, you know? Mm-hmm. Them being introduced to that at such a young age compared to if they were to start it at 16, 17, whenever, you know, when they kind of fully comprehend it, I feel like that's kind of a different outlook on things because the, the parent should know what they're giving their child, first of all. I'm just going to say that. A parent should know what they're giving their child. If you're going to buy your child GTA, look into it first. Yeah, because it's just as easy for a child to go into the online mode and hear things and see things they don't need to be seeing as it is for them to just drive around, you know? And I feel like not even (coughs) just the gameplay-wise, I feel like it also, like, being in online chat and exposed to that type of stuff. Like, I'm not going to lie, I was, I thought it was great as a kid, but that was, that's because I was a kid, and that's just my experience, but, like, I still don't know how that would affect me over time, whereas if I wasn't until I was mature enough to understand that, um, how that would affect my life long term, like if I would be better off or worse off, stuff like that. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of research showing the good and the bad of what it could cause. Like certain games, you do learn like strategy and stuff like that. But you're also in taking the shooting and the killing of people and stuff like that. And not to sound like a boomer because, like, I am young and I love to play video games. But, like, it can definitely affect you. I completely agree. Yeah. And I, I, I like your... I'm going to go back a little ways here. Um, you were talking about how there isn't really a lot of research. And then you had mentioned um, how... Uh, what, what were you saying about the strategy? You know, certain games do have strategy. Certain games do you know help develop but me being exposed to it at such a young age it it definitely didn't help me i'll be honest it didn't help me at all um i know being exposed to first person shooters the things like assassin's creed you know violent games really help didn't help me with my anger issues you know i feel like and that's a part of mental health too you know a lot a lot of youth that gets introduced to that tends to have anger issues mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just because they see the anger issues being portrayed in the main protagonist or the main character in the game that they're playing yeah and they they don't know how to once they learn that this is how they take that out they don't know the skills because they've taught oh well this person when they get mad in this game that you're playing in first person they take it out on this person by killing them and then you're like well i don't have i don't know what to do so i'm just gonna kill this person that can affect you long term in life um i feel like even even if it's not just killing you know even if it's just like a like mortal Kombat, even like 
I was exposed to Mortal Kombat pretty young. You know, Mortal Kombat's been been around for a while. Um, but with the new age of graphics and whatnot, I feel like a kid, I don't know, seven, eight years old being exposed to Mortal Kombat 11, that kid is going to grow up violent. They're probably going to grow up with some anger issues, and it, it's just not good. Yeah. I feel like being... No, I, I like... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Good, you're good. I'd just like to kind of move into you taking over a little bit here and kind of going over how you personally were able to move on from this whole, from the whole of depression and mental health. Yeah, um, so I, I didn't do too much research, but I did a little bit of research and I did a lot of like digging deep and finding out the root of my problems and for normal people and especially people like struggling with this they don't understand that like that means nothing like oh i dug for the roots of like what causes but like you really have to like understand like is the food i'm taking in is that like back to the food thing like is that helping me probably not just do i go outside every day or do i sit in my dark room with no lights on and all i see is a computer screen do i do the same thing every day do i listen to sad music stuff like that like all of that can be changed and you'll start to see like a more positive feeling throughout the day and i feel like a lot of people's attitudes just attitude wise like oh i have to go to work tomorrow like upset about it, or oh like my car's broken like if you change your attitude and one thing i did was instead of being like oh i have to go to work i was like i get to go to work i have a job you know what i mean like my car has problems but at least i have a car you know what i mean like stuff like that like uh, my shoes are breaking, not that my personally my shoes are breaking, but um, at least you still have shoes. Like, there are people out there that do not have what you have. Like, you may not have everything, you may struggle, but you have an apartment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have something. And I feel like a lot of people take a lot of for granted, and that also can play into it. But I feel like changing your attitude towards things... And so I did that, I w would purposely do it. Even when I didn't feel that way, like, I wouldn't, I'd be upset I have to go to work, but I'd be like, hey, I get to go to work tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like, in a positive, upbeat feeling. And it's gone to the point where I'm not like, oh, I should say this. Where I do it anyway, because I just, I, over time you start to take over that personality and it becomes more positive. Even if I didn't feel like that it, over time, your whole language of how that works changes but yeah that's yeah and it, that's it takes 21 days to master a new habit mm -hmm. or master a new hobby or i'm not sure what exactly it is but you know over time if you convince yourself enough and you work on yourself enough eventually you will be stable with yourself mm -hmm. and it's different you know everyone has their own insecurities and their own problems and their own things that they're going through and there's plenty of stuff out there to help you get through that. There's plenty of people out there that are, you know, licensed therapists, licensed psychiatrists, even like there's people out there that are willing to help. I agree. I feel like that does play a lot into, um, like friends around you. You want to surround yourself with positive people, people who are more upbeat and people are like, Oh, I don't want to have to do blah, blah, blah. And it could be something simple, like walking across 
like the house to grab whatever you know what i mean like they don't want to have to reach over to grab their tv remote stuff like that like you don't want to surround yourself with bad things because then you are still intaking not like to bring up the food again not physically taking but you're mentally taking that and you're taking in that negative energy that negative feeling the people that are negative towards most things and like oh like blah 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 this sucks stuff like that like you you want to surround yourself with people that are like oh like that's great stuff like that you know what i mean like the the more positive vocabulary yeah i agree i agree um you know the negative energy is such a heavy weight in mental health especially nowadays um surrounding yourself with positive reinforcement is probably one of the best things for you mm-hmm. if if i weren't where i am right now and able to be proud of myself you know i'd probably be in a pretty deep hole and I, like i said i still feel every once in a while you know it, it, it doesn't go away it's a it's not something you can cure it, it, it eternally you know what i mean mm-hmm. but when you get that feeling, you have to know how to control and put yourself in a position that the feeling goes away. Yeah. I, uh, I, so I say a lot, and I, I know I've said it to you a couple times, especially in the past lately, um, that I've cured my depression. That it can't be cured because it's an illness. Uh, like, it's a mental illness, but it can, it can be the point where it doesn't happen. Like, it hasn't happened to me in six months i haven't sat down and been like i'm depressed like i haven't felt depression in probably six months like i've i felt good every day i've woken up with energy felt great go to bed feeling great not overthinking oh my god like my life sucks stuff like this because you don't want to stay in those thoughts so another thing i did just to quickly mention is i i overthink when i go to bed like that's the first thing I do is I, I'm like, oh, well, what if this happens? Like, what what do I do about that? Like, and especially digging into the past, like, oh, I did that. And now I feel terrible, even though, like, Sally, that you did that to six years ago, doesn't care. But, like, that, that mental cycle that you get into, I, f- I figured out that, like, TV, personally, for me, helps me so that I'm not overthinking because I can focus on that TV while I'm going to bed, you know what I mean? Or I have that, like, external talking or sound that my brain can focus on as I start to go to bed. And, of course, that doesn't help everyone, but that's personally how I've been able to figure out and help myself along this journey of taking care of my mental health. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like mental health breaks play a big part, too. Um there'll be days that I just don't feel like doing nothing, you know? And I feel like an- another thing I'm kind of going to interrupt myself here, but uh, I feel like waking up early. If you can wake up early at a good time, it helps with the whole day. You feel more energized going into the day. You don't let things get to you because personally, I wake up later than I would like to. Um, if we, me and my girlfriend do have a plan, we're going to start going to the gym and whatnot, but if you wake up early and you take the day on with the attitude that you've been up, you're awake, you're you're comprehending everything, you know, if you wake up five minutes before you have to leave, 
you're stressed to start out. I agree. You're stressed to begin that day. Mm -hmm. And if you wake up with plenty of time for you to have coffee, have tea, whatever you decide you like to do in the morning, whatever your routine is, um, you know, you have plenty of time to get up, get stretched out, just wake yourself up and be ready for the day. And I feel like that plays a big part in mental health as well. I agree. Like, getting dressed, taking a shower, whatever you do in the morning, sitting down, relaxing, even if you're just sitting there drinking your coffee or your tea, whatever you drink. Um, I, uh, I work kind of a, a mid-shift, and I, I was put to cover people that went, they, they quit, so I was, I changed shifts to five to two, and, um, I would get up at four, I'd get dressed, everything, um, I'd sit down, have my coffee, talk outside with whoever was awake at the time, um, and I feel like that being my old shift, I had got up at 11, or I got up at 10.52, I'd get dressed, and I'd run out the door to be there, it's an eight minute drive, just to be there for 11.08 or 11.09, which 11.09, anything after 11.09 for me was late, so you're constantly under that stress because, oh, well, if I pass it, will I get fired, you know what I mean, stuff like that, um, and I feel like that can definitely affect your mental health, um, and I feel like the earlier you get up, the better you feel, I don't know if it's like that for everyone, but that's personally how I feel. I feel like when they put me on that 5 to 2 shift, I loved it. And I want, I wish I could stay on that. Um, but unfortunately, they only do 4 to 1. And I was temporary 5 to 2 because I, the ride that I had. Um, because one of my family members is a manager there. Um, but so, I feel like waking up earlier, getting yourself set and ready to go for the day. Um, prior to leaving, like, rushing out the door can definitely help out a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. You know, you wake up, say you wake up at 5, and you don't have to be to work till 9. That's four hours that you're uh, obviously not counting in. You know, everyone's situation's different, but my uh, commute time's like 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's basically four hours for me of just... And that's not my work schedule, but that's basically four hours of me waking up, you know, getting ready. And I feel like mentally preparing yourself. And I feel like a good habit to get into as well is working out before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. I, feel like I feel like that's a good habit. You know, you get after you're done with the day, after you take your shower, you're getting ready to relax. You give yourself something to be proud of. Yeah, an accomplishment that you've taken care of. Even if you're in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth, like, you're done brushing teeth, like, I brushed my teeth today, stuff like that, like, positive reinforcement f towards yourself, like, oh, I, I completed the day, like, I went to work, I came home, I made money, like, I, I provided for my family, stuff like that, like, that, that positive reinforcement, like, I took a shower before I went to bed, I'm, like, I cleaned myself, I took care of my physical, I took care of my, uh, I, I did self-care things before I went to bed that taking that in while you sleep and then waking up can definitely have a positive effect yeah I feel like self-care plays a big part in helping as well you know you you have to take care of your physical to take care of your mental you cannot do one or the other you have to take care of both mm -hmm. I agree 
you know, even if it's just f flossing. Like, I, I personally, I need to start flossing. I know that. I just don't like flossing. But even if that's all it is, you know, if you can get in the habit of doing it, it'll make you feel better. It'll give you that sense of, hey, I was able to do this. What else can I do? You know, it'll give you the sense of being better. Just in general, just being better. Accomplishment and stuff like that. Accomplishment, yeah. I personally, the only... I, I agree, I hate flossing, but the way I figured out how to make myself floss is I'll grab a floss pick, and then I'll go to my room, and I'll sit down, and I'll watch a YouTube video, and I'll just play with it, like, in between my teeth until it's been an hour, and I'm still flossing, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not really doing anything with it anymore, and I just throw it away. I repeat that every single day, you know what I mean? I definitely... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Especially um, taking care of your teeth. Know, Especially taking care yeah, of taking that's a big a big effect on your whole entire life. Like, oh yeah, that and I I feel like um, a lot of people, even myself, even you know, struggle with acne. I feel like even if you just wash your face every day, if you mm. toss on I have proactive, um, you know, you toss on some proactive whatever, it makes you feel better because you're taking care of yourself. You're you're taking care of what you not what you care about the most, but what you have the most control over you know mm -hmm. um even like other self-care things like uh i was gonna say one but i forgot it <laughs> going to the gym oh, um, going to the gym is a huge self-care even taking mental health days off like uh there's studies shown that mentally you need sick days too not just because you're sick like you need that mental break from working like if you're not feeling good in the head you need to be taking that day off to relieve that whatever that problem is uh, just like as if it was like you woke up and you didn't feel good you know what I mean like you felt physically ill because mental illness is an illness so uh, they say to take a day off when you feel like that and self-care little accomplishments like making the bed when you get up stuff like that definitely definitely can help yeah, and, and me personally, you know, not not everyone does, but me personally, I have two consecutive days off, so I personally like to spend my first one in minor Sunday and Monday, which is kind of odd, but I like to spend my Sundays, you know, generally cleaning up the house and tidying up my surroundings, because the tidier your surroundings are, the better you'll feel about basically everything, you know, and uh, then uh, Mondays, you know, if I have to run chores or whatever, because most things are closed on Sundays, but... I'll do that, but for the most part, I mean, I I just kind of hang out, you know. I take that day to relax and just kind of be with my people, be with my animals, be uh, relaxed and uh, not really alone, but just kind of be at peace. Mm -hmm. Um. So I have separated days off. Uh, so I'll I'll do it in like phases. So like when I first wake up, I'll think about like certain things and I will I'll make sure at least one hour to not touch my phone because that one hour is extremely crucial for your whole day so I'll leave my phone there I'll go do things go make a bowl of fruit for breakfast go sit down at the table and read like something like back of the cereal box something like that um, and then once that hour is over I'll go find my phone whatever and then I'll do chores, do activities, do things that, like, little things, like, make the bed, um, 
swap my laundry, take a shower, stuff like that. And then after probably like two, three, probably four o'clock, um, I'll sit down and I'll play play video games, watch a couple YouTube videos, stuff like that. Meet up with friends, talk to them, stuff like that. Or depending on the day, I'll go out and go out to eat, go shopping, stuff like that. Like activities outside because I do still have that anxiety and I need to be out more and push myself to relieve that anxiety over time, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I completely feel the same way. You know, I try to make it, you know, uh, something that I try to make it, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I, I try to make it a, like a habit of going outside. I try to make that a big habit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially on my days off, you know, well, when I get home from work, I do just because I have to let the dogs out, you know, but if I can go outside and just hang out for a minute, like today, um, today's one of my days off when we're recording this anyways. And, uh, I spent a lot of the day cleaning up the house and just kind of doing the general chores and whatnot. You know, but we went outside, we cleaned our cars out, so that environment, whenever I'm in that environment, I feel better about it, that sort of thing, but I don't know, it just kind of, kind of feels better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to quickly move on to the next topic, and this because we did hit the one hour mark, um, uh, therapists, so like, I personally, through my experience, I have not had a good therapist, so I... Towards that, I feel like a therapist is not able to help me, but I know that therapists can help a lot of people because a lot, what they do is they take in the information you give them, they rework it and they split it, they spit it back at you so that you can try to figure out where the problem lies, how to fix it, stuff like that. They give you the tools necessary to do that. And there's a lot of things um, to help you for that, like talk space I know is a big one. There's a lot of like... If you don't want to do it in person, you can do it online, stuff like that. Um, but I feel like they can be kind of crucial for certain people. And if you get a bad one, don't get discouraged. I personally, I would go through like five-ish people before you uh, are like, okay, I definitely don't need a therapist. Because just because the fourth person was also terrible doesn't mean the fifth one is going to be. It really, there's, you've got to find that person. Well, um- yeah, no, 100%. And the thing about therapy, too, is there's so many ways to do it. There's so many ways to get help, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were mentioning, you mentioned uh, what, True Space, I think you had mentioned. But talk Space. I know, talk, talk Space, yeah. And uh, I know that in my area, there's probably like three therapists, if that. But I can branch out, and you know, anyone, you can branch out. You can branch out to different cities, different whatever, and find the right people you don't have to be secluded to the one area there's a lot of people especially people that are in uh not not very big places you know smaller towns smaller i don't want to say smaller cities but smaller towns that are struggling with money and things like that that don't have big things like therapists doctors things like that and if they do have doctors it's like some 300 year old dude but you know, I, I feel like those are the people that need most to branch out to bigger cities and bigger places that have the right people. I agree. Um, well, I think we covered that pretty well. Um, we, we did hit our hour mark here. Um, thank you guys for listening to 
you know our podcast is our very first episode i'm i'm really really hoping to see some good feedback here uh, once again my name is hunter uh, i'm joined here by higher being you can check us out on instagram and tiktok we highly recommend our you join our patreon as well that's where we're going to be posting some of the main exclusive content and it's one of the biggest ways you can support our podcast um other than you know referring it to friends and whatnot uh, our patreon and other uh, social medias will be linked in the show notes thank you all for listening and i hope you all enjoyed